Um, I do remember a year or two though, where they tried to flip the script and do like the Christmas morning. You know, you know, if you're watching those white people commercials, they run downstairs. There's like a new car in the driveway. Um, we never had the new car, but they did have those. Fuck me, right? Yeah, it seems like it Don't seems like my family car. adopted a different um, <laughs> style for Christmas. Then, okay, I get it. Continue, continue. Wait, did did you uh, did you really have a car in the driveway for Christmas one year? Let's go. Uh, welcome back, everyone. Episode 17 now of uh, Still Better If You're Drunk. We haven't even tried. Damn, yeah, we haven't. <laughs> we haven't, <laughs> we haven't We're not going to lie. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's busy times. It's, uh, it's the 22nd today. Mm-hmm. We got Christmas right around the corner, uh, two days away for those who celebrate Christmas Eve, which most Hispanics do. Um, so yeah, busy, busy times. And, uh, until that social media gets going, we don't have a shortcut to get that in. Anyway, uh, Mario here. Those of you who bet that I would say my name this week, you just won. Uh, Nobody. back with me again, as always, Jose. Hello. Hey everybody. Welcome Jose. William. Big Willis style here. Grumpy William today. We're going <laughs> to, we're going to turn his frown upside down over I'm the next hour. Grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not grumpy. Uh, and you heard him laughing already, making his triumphant return. Uh, Fucking Castro. idiot. Welcome back. <laughs> I'm back. What's up, guys? Good to be back. What's up, Good dude? Where you, where you been? Like the, the folklore <laughs> of what's been going on with you has just grown out of hand. <laughs> just like your hair. Uh, just like my hair. Uh, I've been in and out of the country about... Three times now, I think, this past week. Yeah, I've, I've been down south. So, you know, doing what I always do. Cold, dude, we get country. it. You like to travel. <laughs> <laughs> this time it wasn't for pleasure. Okay. <laughs> business. Mexican I business. Of, I brought a lot of drugs back with me. <laughs> <laughs> Medication. All <on> hard times. <laughs> Medication. <laughs> How much is Mexican medication? It just depends where you go. Like every, I I think I've told some of you guys like everything in Mexico depends where you go. Like, uh, you can go, you can find something like that's dirt cheap. I think like the first day when I got blood work done, and it cost me seventeen dollars to get like a lot of blood tests done. But mm-hmm. apparently, like some of those like results were like crazy. Like when I showed them to the doctor, he's like, he's like, "Are you alright?" And he, I'm <laughs> like, "Yeah, I'm fine." <laughs> and he, he just he's like are you sure he's like you don't have any pain anywhere anything he's like i'm like yeah i'm fine he like gets me up he's like checking me like hooks me up to some heart monitor thingy <laughs> and then he's like he's like i'm gonna have you do your blood work again because this can't be right he's like if this was right your kidneys would be shutting down right now and i was like <laughs> i was like oh shit <laughs> i paid 17 so, yeah. for good service <laughs> yeah, so my 17 dollars <laughs> In my blood and my $17. <laughs> he gave the wrong blood test or what? What the fuck? They just, I guess the counts were like crazy higher because I got another one, another blood test done that wasn't as cheap. Mm. 
It was it was still like sixty bucks, and uh, yeah, that one came out more normal, and the doctor liked that one better. So, <laughs> so they just I, keep running machines. He's, he's like, yeah, we we just found this machine outside. We're not sure it works, so let's, let's go to the more. I like these. One. I like these results better. Let's like, give them. These. <laughs> you're just going for an estimate of your health, dude. You're not going for the real thing. <laughs> That's what you want. Uh, yeah, you just keep testing until they uh, until they say you're good. <laughs> so, so your blood is radiating. <laughs> but yeah, but uh, finally back in San Antonio, so hopefully I'll be on the show more. Shouldn't be moving around as oh, much. Great. So. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a fragmented week this week. We were just talking about um, what our schedule is gonna look like because usually we would do the recap show today and then try and jump into a preview show um, Friday night. Friday night, but Friday is obviously Christmas. I'm just assuming uh, we're all going to have plans. A couple of us I know do for sure. So that sort of takes that out of the running. Not to mention, it's a weird week for football. There's no Thursday football. It's been bumped to Friday, which is Christmas Day. And then there's three more games on Saturday, uh, leaving the remaining to be played on Sunday. So there really is no break in the action. I myself am hitting the road to San Antonio tomorrow afternoon. So that's going to take me out of my element. And, uh, Castro, you can attest to how hard it is to travel and uh, carve out time to do this. Not only because you're not in your element, but typically you're around people that you need to visit with and spend time with. So uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe even you guys, you guys can break off and uh, do one without me and I'll, I'll ruin my perfect attendance. I'll be down for that. <laughs> <laughs> We we won't we wouldn't make it past ten minutes, ten fifteen minutes. I say I'd uh, like to twenty thirty, good. maybe thirty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd like to hear just as a fan, be uh, be someone on the other side looking in. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what it's like. It's just a bunch of shit talking to the person <laughs> who's not there. <laughs> no, I actually <laughs> at this point, Castro, I'm so reverse curse of you like i like obviously we haven't gotten into it but i i had myself a, a pretty stressful but pretty decent week i would be afraid to change anything up at this point i don't i wouldn't want to not do the podcast and then have sunday not go my way <laughs> in that case even more tomorrow <laughs> we're going to do it while you're driving <laughs> i could call in we'll have the, sh- the shitty audio it'll be really uh just like just like another uh podcast production where they have calling guests <laughs> can I can I reel back to to the Christmas uh, in 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 Mexican and Hispanic cultures really fast because I feel like um, you're not I, Mexican. I, no, no, no. Listen, I, I know I don't look it <laughs> and I don't sound it, <laughs> but when it like my name and like my family, <laughs> my name and like you know my my family are very much Hispanic and like we've never celebrated or not that i can remember like christmas on christmas eve it was always like christmas morning and then like the christmas festivities were usually done by like 11 a.m and so the rest of the day is just kind of like lounging around just you know talking whatever and it's it's never occurred to me to do something on christmas eve and then until i met myra and then you know a bunch of you obviously that like oh no christmas eve that's that's when everything like that's when the party is happening and it's new to me. It's still, it's still like an adjustment. To, but like, I, I wanted to ask you guys: Is that like Christmas Eve? Is, is that for y'all when when every, everything's going on with your families, your friends that you know? Of? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So it's just and, me. Okay. 
<laughs> yeah, ever since I can remember when I was little, like we our our thing was we'd all gather at my grandma's house. Like, yeah, it was nighttime and like we would have food and like they would have drinks and everyone would bring presents for each other and like that's what you would open like come like midnight or whatever. Right. So Yeah, we would we would kind of do the same. Uh again, it was it was gathering at grandma's house back in the day, so all the cousins and uh aunts and uncles would kind of meet up and um it was it was much more of a family affair in the past and obviously the uh, illusion of santa claus was uh still going strong at that age so they would really have us wait until midnight like we would stay up and it was like a, a whole thing to do um and then uh, the transition slowly happened to where my parents started hosting and then midnight you know after all the kids grew up midnight became like eight thirty or whenever the adults got tired just they didn't, they didn't have to keep it up anymore <laughs> Um, I do remember a year or two, though, where they tried to flip the script and do like the Christmas morning. You know, you know, if you're watching those white people commercials, they run downstairs. There's like a new car in the driveway. Um, we never had the new car, but they did have those. Where, uh, it seems like it seems like my family adopted a different um, <laughs> style for Christmas. Then, OK, I get it. Continue. Continue. Wait did did you uh, did you really have a car in the driveway for Christmas? No, no, no. It was it was just like the story where you were going with that. You're like, oh, like the typical white family. You come down the stairs. There's a big present waiting for you, and uh, you know, uh, under the tree or in the driveway. And so it's just like, oh yeah, like yeah. I remember waking up for Christmas, and everyone's like, okay, <laughs> look at the tree. Here's what you got. So no, yeah, it felt uh, it felt like you were trying to relate to D's, like you were trying to <laughs> ease it into. <laughs> I will say D's when I when I grew up like. Uh, like got older and started working, it became where I celebrate more with the family on Christmas Day. Uh, it just really just depended on the schedule, and most of the time Christmas Day was better. Um, but I do spend like Christmas Eve, like it became when at least we met Mario to like, you know, go over there and like have like friends Christmas Eve thing and just get lit. That that's what I wanted to make a comment on because I obviously I've known Mario for for forever and even before Mario came into the picture, and that was actually my first like. Like, oh, y'all are getting together on Christmas Eve? Like, oh, like, to me, I was like, that's weird, but okay, I'll go. Like, that was my first, like, uh, first memory of, like, doing Christmas things with friends or family on Christmas Eve. And I was like, to me, this is weird, but I'm I'm about it. And it was a big group, and obviously all the Christmas vibes, you're seeing family and friends and stuff like that. So, um, Mm. but yeah, no, it's it's fun to celebrate early, and I'm all for it now. But I was just like, man, I feel like I missed out as as growing up. Well, you get to start your own traditions as an adult, but yeah, it definitely, especially whenever when all the kids became of age, and it just kind of breaks through that barrier, you know, hanging out with your parents and having a drink in the garage and just sort of kicking back. And then, uh, you know, you guys, luckily, uh, uh, I know Will's family isn't huge on Christmas Eve, and Castro's—I uh, never know what's going on with him, but he tends to be available Christmas Eve, and you've come to a few. But yeah, it's just a thing. Like they load, it's it's like a it's like Thanksgiving part two. It's like the continuation. They load up the the kitchen with ham, and uh, my family does uh, does tamales, and everyone makes some kind of Those kiss tamales. or whatever. Everyone, uh, I was gonna say with the accent, but I'm like, no, nah, I'm not gonna lie, I'm not gonna lie here. I wish I had Dee's childhood. <laughs> tamales. They uh, they they do all that stuff and yeah it just like it just becomes a, another little party nobody has to work the next day and then at the end everyone just opens presents so it's a it's a fun vibe I can. and uh this year will be much more toned down from my understanding but uh, 
you guys are are, st- are still more than welcome because I'll be down there in a, in a couple of days. It's Tuesday already, and this is this will be on Thursday. Mm-hmm. My son's gonna grow up like Eds because he only celebrates it on Christmas Day since I've had him. So he's usually mm-hmm. with his mom on Christmas Eve. Change that tradition now. It's it, it messes yeah. with you as an it messes <laughs> with you as an adult. I, uh, next year, I had to start it next year. Then <laughs> I have extreme FOMO now. Like years years past my childhood, like, I, I missed out. <laughs> All right. Good, good. I'll take that note, considering to change next year. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, unless anyone has more stories to share, let's go ahead and get into recapping this past week's action. Oh, can we not? Uh, Jose, yeah, well, let's just get it out of the way early. Rip the Band-Aid off. Let's go. Let's do it. Off to a tough start after Thursday night when Darren Waller went crazy and Keenan Allen did not. Uh, the trend mostly continued with the exception of uh, Kyler Murray and Derrick Henry uh, as far as your big names sort of underperforming. Uh, Adam Thielen scored, but that was all. he only had 11 yards receiving. Uh, Devontae Adams, I didn't check, but if it wasn't his worst game of the year, it, it, it was in the bottom two for sure. Seven catches, but only 40 yards for 4.2. Mike Davis, a quiet day with six points. And you kept up the streak. I didn't look at the note before, and I never brought it up before because I didn't want to jinx anything. But um, I had looked at my points a few weeks ago and uh, noticed that I actually – I was trying to figure out my lowest score before I made fun of Castro. It was like 49. I'm like, let me just make sure that I didn't do anything similar. And I have not failed to break 80 points or 80 points at any point this season. I'm now 15 for 15 after this week. And I was ready to brag, and I was like, let me look at Miller and Jose's and see if they've done this. Well, you actually have not failed to break 90 points all season, so you were even better <laughs> wow. at that stat. Kept the streak alive at 92.94. Unfortunately, uh, Miller, I'm sorry, Warwick exceeded that at 115.86. Just a big day for him. And with that, eliminated you from the playoffs, and uh, he will be proceeding to the championship that sounds so shitty ah well i don't know how you how you put up with this for four years man this being eliminated is is, is, <laughs> talking to me? is, is tough yeah Woo! i'm talking to you no, no, this yeah, guy I, right here look at this that, oh, the ring. there it is this guy putting up his rings right now i'm surprised you can lift your hand off the table with <laughs> this thing. <laughs> yeah no um yeah, tough matchup. I uh, thank you for calling out that I haven't failed to break 90 points. Um, it, it got close, uh, I, this particular matchup. And once again, um, a couple weeks ago when I um, coincidentally also played Warwick, I, I think I was on the verge of like 88, 89. And then Adam Thielen had a couple late receptions or a touchdown that put me over 90 points total. But um, yeah, rough matchup. Uh, it, it was kind of the mood going into those Saturday, ga- um, those Saturday games. Um, I'm sorry, Sunday games. Cause Devonte Adams played on, on, on Saturday, Saturday. Yeah. And when he had, uh, it wasn't his worst fantasy performance, but it was his second lowest. Um, mm-hmm. and his worst came, I think week two or three, just before, uh, he got injured and sat out for the next few weeks. I think he had like two or three points. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's kind of like a mood I had Sunday morning and I was like, I, I, like in my gut, I felt like I was going to lose and um, certainly try to hype myself up. Mario, I know you try to hype me up too. Um, but yeah, as the day went on, it just like I all all of Warwick's players just clicked at the perfect time. And I think I, I accepted my fate um, early on in the third quarter whenever Ahmed scored his touchdown. 
Um, uh, and that that's kind of when I was like, okay, I don't, I, I can't come back. The only thing that makes me like rubs it in and, and, and like, you know, salt over the wound is like, I can't help but think like, yes, maybe I could have swapped out players and maybe get me a little bit of a higher score. I don't think I would have still beat work, but I just get so pissed because I think of like, if Miles Gaskin wouldn't have been a fucking moron and caught COVID <laughs> or been put on the COVID list. <laughs> like maybe he would have had the performance that Ahmed had um, on Sunday. And then that I would have maybe started him and, you know, I, yeah, it's just like, I could have paired it with the right starts, but I, you can't lose yourself too many times thinking about the mm-hmm. what if scenarios. It's just like, that's what, mm-hmm. that's kind of what's burning through my mind right now. But yeah, no, it sucks. No. So got to play for third um, and then come back strong next season. Did you hear how Gaskin got COVID? No. Did he go? To, no. Did he go to a strip club after yeah. losing to Seattle? He did no. go to a strip club. He no did. way. Yes. For real? Yes. Are you sure you're not thinking of Dwayne <laughs> Haskins? Oh yeah. shit! <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, Haskins, Gaskins. <laughs> you know how I am at work. I don't really pay attention to my phone. I thought I saw Gaskin. No, but maybe I know how you are in life where you don't pay much attention. <laughs> this this podcast, for all you listeners, we do provide next-level gen stats for you to listen to. So we're rarely wrong. Uh, that was just a... Uh, that was a... Uh, well, that, we'll that was a rare... Yeah. We'll bleep that out. Geez, we'll bleep that out. He provides the stats. We're, yeah, we're the stat on. guy. Everything William says, you might have to question. No, nah, dude, I've been spot on with my kickers, um, my points, projections and stuff. That's, pretty that's close. future projections. <laughs> those don't are, don't tell, <laughs> get out of the news and headlines. <laughs> you don't even you don't even know who they're playing. You give out a number. That's how I do it. Um, but really quick to go back to my matchup. Yeah, and even like Jason Sanders, like my number one kicker, mm-hmm. the number one kicker in fantasy, one point. Like it like uh, again, I, I said it many episodes before and in my own conversations with you guys, like I do not have the best of luck in the second round of the fantasy playoffs, um, especially when I come out of that bye. So I think I'm now over two or over three when place first or second, get the bye and, you know, obviously fall in the second round of the playoffs. So um, it absolutely sucks. And all the credit to Warwick. Um, obviously he beat me this, uh, this week and he's on to, you know, face Mario in the championship. I know he's in two other uh, dynasty and or keeper leagues, and he's also in those championship matchups this coming week. So Work's got, got a lot to play for, and um, you know, Uh-oh. I'm sure he's he's built the team similar to how he has it here, set up here in our league. So, uh, hats off to him. Embarrassment of riches for Warwick for sure, uh, and yeah, to his credit, like I was thinking when you mentioned if if Miles Gaskin, not Haskins, <laughs> Miles Gaskin had stayed healthy and played, and let's say he doesn't start Ahmed and he starts uh, Gus Edwards instead. Gus Edwards had seven because I think that was his best option. So that's that's a 13-point swing right there. And say you put in um, Gaskin instead of uh, Mike Davis or so because you may have very well done that. And, you know, he gets 15 points even. Like that 20-point gap could change. But you're right. You could play the what-if game forever. I was certainly playing it all day on Sunday, even in a win. Um, I was playing it. And, you know, what's funny is uh, – um, as far as Sanders, I remember I'll tell, I told you I was doing a deep dive into kickers and going on Reddit analysis and stuff like that. Well, one of the charts I found was somebody who was kind of fading, uh, Jason Sanders saying he didn't like him this week. He had him like the 17th ranked kicker and all the commenters were like, I don't care what your chart says. There's absolutely no way I can bench Sanders this week. Like, how do you, the guy's been so good. How do you do it? And he turned out to be right. And I'm like, I haven't gone back to see the comments in that thread, but, 
uh, good call by that guy. Even with that information, I wouldn't have done it either. The guy, he just never, he never misses. And I think he did kick a 50 yarder in that one, but he, yeah. So he missed that one. If he makes it, that's a six point swing. So he finishes with seven instead of one, which he normally does make those. So it's, it's the way of the game. It's the way of the game sometimes. Um, to, to go through Warwick's roster really quickly, Mahomes did what Mahomes does, uh, 25.86, pretty pretty consistent for him. Uh, Ahmed, as we mentioned, 20.7. DJ Moore, he didn't score, but he had 131 yards receiving. Marvin Jones, who's just stepped up huge Fuck since Kenny Galladay's been out. <laughs> William, exactly. you Fuck cut him. <laughs> William, job, you William. cut Marvin Jones. <laughs> and he William's came back fault. to burn D's, and he may very well come back to burn me. But um, Marvin Jones, 112 yards and a touchdown. Darren Waller, we talked about, 150 and a touchdown. T.Y. Hilton kept his thing up. He didn't score, but um, four for 71 and his kicker, 10 points. So Warwick actually survived his defense going minus two and Kareem Hunt only with 2.8 and still put up 115. And I'm just now seeing, I didn't even know you could do this, but under Darren Waller, it says Waller the baller in parentheses. I didn't, I wasn't aware you could do that. Yeah, you could change your name in uh, on the app. And I was like, oh, wow. I guess because we've been saying it a lot. Darren Waller the baller. So Warwick took that name. And uh, well, yeah. clearly listens. Clearly listens. But good on you, Warwick. We talked about, you know, I feel so silly now. Just a few weeks ago when he was on the uh, on the brink of making the playoffs, we're like, oh, yeah, pat on the back. Good job, Warwick. Real cute that you're going to make your first, first postseason <laughs> driving, this, uh, driving this team that was just going nowhere fast. So the fact that he not only turned it around to make the playoffs, but to reach the finals in this year. Um, yeah. Great job. Great job on work. He spent big money on Ahmed and on Waller and both of those guys showed up big in, uh, in this week. And now he moves on to his first, uh, his first finals in our league and, uh, in only his third season, I believe. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. So, uh, Good job, Warwick. Uh, we tried to talk about scheduling, getting him on, but his schedule is is just as crazy as most people's are this week. Um, not sure if it'll happen, but maybe uh, to recap the uh, the championship action next week if uh, if schedules and uh, situation allows. But um, anything else you guys want to say on this one? Dees, you can join me on the sideline drinking some 1877 mineral water. <laughs> I mean, I still got third place to play for. I don't, I don't know what you're playing for. Oh, I oh, do know what you're yeah. playing for. Sorry. Oh, no, no, okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Drink up. Drink up. We're yeah, not there yet. yet. We're not there yet. <laughs> uh, we'll get to that. Let's go to the other side of the bracket. Nah, I already hinted at it, and Jose, you already said it. Um, but I did squeak out the win over Miller in a true heavyweight match. Castro, yeah. I think I told you online that Miller and I have a history going back like to my first few years in fantasy football where we run into each other a lot, like back to where you'd have the, the, the dual week, uh, yeah, the two week, uh, championship <laughs> playoff brackets where we would just, you would take your, uh, accumulation of scores across two weeks and, um, who the winner won. So we would play each other the first week. And then it would just be a week of just stress and shit talk. And like, why didn't I start this guy and whether or not you can, uh, play better the next week and then go at it again. So I actually remember the first time I ever heard of Julio Jones was when Miller started him against me in like his in Julio's second year. And uh, he just lit me up in a matchup. So we have a history of going at it in the, uh, in the playoffs. And uh, both of us usually bring in a pretty heavy 
pretty heavy hitters to it. Last year, I did not show up in the finals as I would have liked to, but this year, God, I won, but I definitely lost years off my life with the amount of turmoil <laughs> and stress I went through, not only Sunday, but Saturday. I was telling Jose, this marked the second year in a row that I was in a playoff matchup against Miller, that I was wrapping presents alone in the house on my table while I had the games on, and that I was screaming in anger at the top of my lungs while doing it because of what was happening on the screen. Last year, it was uh, I decided last minute to start Will Fuller uh, to stack with Deshaun Watson because I wanted to, wanted to swing for the fences. And Will Fuller got hurt in the first half after catching only one ball. And Deshaun Watson proceeded to score a really below average score. I think it was like 12 or 13 points or something like that. So I pretty much knew on Saturday that I was dead. This year, Josh Allen lights me up for 359 yards, two passing touchdowns, and two more rushing touchdowns for 37.6 on the day, his best fantasy game all season long. And if that wasn't bad enough, in the same game, on the Denver offense that could not do anything to get the ball moving, they get two junk time touchdowns for Melvin Gordon. Fuck that guy, too. starts. <laughs> yeah William has hate for all these people <laughs> Melvin Gordon only has 11 carries for 61 yards not a great day on the ground but two of those 11 carries were touchdowns he puts up 20.1 his second best day all season long and I had already covered Tyron Johnson uh, who had his best day on Thursday so on Thursday I mentioned it like this is the kind of week it's going to be this is what I'm in for so as Sunday rolled around um, I talked to you the night before Castro and I was asking you about the Dobbins versus Sanders thing and what I should do. And yeah. you were all kinds of negative saying, you know, I don't <laughs> think it matters what you do, honestly, <laughs> by so much. I had gone from being projected to win by 12 to being projected to lose by 15 after Josh Allen and Melvin Gordon had their, um, their games play. And I was kind of in the same mindset. And luckily this was a case of me learning from my past mistakes and thinking, I'm down by so much, I got to put in all the biggest wild card, like guys who are capable of having boom games, like the Tyler Lockett type of players. And turns out my other players performed so well that I didn't need that. And I ended up losing because I was with a, a boom or bust type of player. So um, the morning of, I have Sanders in my lineup all morning long. I'm like, he's going to get the volume. I don't have to worry about Gus Edwards and his roster Jalen Hurts is going to run a whole bunch of short screens or uh, read options so they're going to they're going to be on the ground a whole bunch and then at about 11 o'clock the news comes in that Mark Ingram is going to be a healthy scratch uh, for Baltimore so with that I was like fuck it this is a sign it's uh, JK JK Dobbins birthday week Mark Ingram's out of the way the news came in it was like I turned on the the ESPN thing it was the first thing that was said Mark Ingram out Fire up Dobbins. And I'm like, all right, there's my sign. I'm going to make the swap. Uh, so I had made my mind up by about 11 o'clock. Um, but I set an alarm for 11.58 to not make the swap until then just because I wanted to screw with Miller a little bit and uh, make him think he was playing with somebody, uh, playing against somebody or one guy instead of the other. And so I make the swap um, pretty early on. It's It's looking okay. But I'm losing my mind in the first part of these games. Uh, in the Tennessee game, I watched the Titans drive the ball down the field. Touchdown goes to Derrick Henry. That'll happen. I watched him drive down the field again. 
touchdown goes to uh, Corey Davis on a long bomb on a pass. I've seen <laughs> thrown to AJ Brown so many times it doesn't go to Brown. Um, and then the Ravens game is happening and Dobbins is getting a few carries. Gus Edwards is getting in. They get on the goal line. They throw a touchdown to like Des Bryant oh, and, yeah. uh, and miles Boykin, <laughs> like all these nobodies. And then they finally get on the goal line. Dobbins is in. And they run a little uh, fake handoff, and Lamar Jackson runs it in himself from the two-yard line, and I'm just like, I'm done. I made a mistake. I should have gone Miles Sanders because he was going to play a three. That Lamar Jackson touchdown was nullified because the clock ran out to end the first quarter. They come back at the start of the second. First play is a handoff to Dobbins. He gets in the end zone. Turns out to be a huge play in a mix of a handful of other things. In a game where I won by fewer than six points, if Dobbins doesn't get that touchdown, um, we're yeah, I'm I'm singing a very different tune today. But uh, I literally have anger about every single player on mine and Miller's roster for one reason or another. Uh, the Dolphins had a defensive touchdown uh, wiped off the board because a player stepped out of bounds, so that was an eight point swing. Um, Mark Andrews actually had a good game, but I. My my feed started lagging and actually froze. And so in the time it took me to load it back up, uh, I totally missed the Andrews touchdown. So I like got the notification that he scored, but I didn't see it. And I was just yelling. I was like, of course, you cut out my feed when one good thing happens. I was just in a, an all I was in all sorts of uh, bad shape on Sunday. But um, yeah, I could go for probably 20 minutes on uh, this whole scenario. But long story short. I did squeak out the win uh, on the back of Nick Chubb getting a last-minute touchdown in the fourth quarter to put me up. I was down by, like, one point. And uh, Nick Chubb, actually, I was on the chat with you guys. He scores a one-yard touchdown, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, it's over. And then a super delayed flag comes in, calls clipping (laughs) on the offense, touchdown comes back, and I'm just thinking, God, Miller did it. Miller did it again. (laughs) <laughs> and we all we all got off headset we all muted and then i just sat and watched the next three plays in in agony until chubb finally on third down punched it and gave me the lead turns out chubb did not have a single carry after that so if he did not score on that play i would have lost to miller by one point and uh again uh miller is the most stressful opponent i'll i'll ever play against because he has this supernatural ability to have these things happen and uh, I'm thankful to be done, and I'm glad this isn't an actual. It's a it's a mental um, exhaustion rather than physical, because this would be one of those where the team that survived is just so beat up they have nothing left for the next round. And um, honestly, I'm mentally just drained. Like so, work for my matchup against him. I'm going to set the lineup and just just forget about it. Oh, you're going to set him up? That's what you're doing. Got it, dude. No, I remember work. Saying that he's not mm. um the Nick Chubb thing, you were so strong. I could feel the the glare you were doing whatever to your TV, man. I felt like you were just mm. watching it so hard and Nick Chubb just <laughs> was not producing. It's just like <laughs> he wasn't producing at all. And then, you know, the first half of the game uh finished and we said, you know, I had said, Well, maybe we should play some more zone. You can stop watching mm. the fucking game. And mm-hmm. put your mind somewhere else. And I remember we all just stopped playing for a minute, watched that Nick <laughs> Chubb touchdown. They're like, all right, yeah, it's over. And then they brought it back, and you immediately were just like, fuck, 
this <laughs> shit. <laughs> Fuck Miller and his juju <laughs> that he his black magic that he does. Uh, but man, it was such a such such a close game. Um, it was good. Uh, I gotta say, I am happy to hear that uh, you and Warwick are gonna be new. One one of you guys are gonna take it. Uh, it's gonna be new champions. So I still have an empty seat next to me. For two times, of course champion. you're happy. Of course, <laughs> that's right. Still an empty seat next to me. Whenever you guys want to join, you realize we're gonna catch you eventually. Who's we? You don't even Unless have you one. Win. You don't even have one win. <laughs> These maybe you, dude. You got two years. We're all working on it, dude. Oh, you can't say we, dog. You're not even in the playoffs. <laughs> He's lucky. I'd be playing Mario if I was right now. Go to Fantasy yeah, Island, Ka- dude. is actually, he's playing the pretend game, like pretending he had beaten Greg in one of those matchups and gone in. He already knows he would have beaten Warwick in round one. If he had advanced to play Jose, he would have beaten Jose in round two. So now he's like pretend playing me just to agonize yourself. I don't know what I you're know, doing. I know, I know I'm going to beat you. I told you guys. For sure <laughs> now, I'm not going to be able to score under your stupid hundred. <laughs> so I was just, just uh, watching it. <clears throat> Santa Claus will come near, uh, under your tree uh, in a couple of days. It's okay. <laughs> Um, back, back to y'all's matchup really quick though. You, yeah, you, you definitely made the right start, but, um, looks like Dobbins outscored Miles Sanders, uh, fantasy points by 5.1. Um, and I think you beat Miller by just under six points. So you still would have taken the, the win there. Um, it would have been a lot more stressful knowing that, Ooh. um, it would have been a slim margin, obviously. And then you would have had the, you know, oh no, are any stack corrections coming that could prevent yeah. you, know, you from taking yeah. the win. So absolutely. I think would have been more stressful, but yeah, um, you made all the right starts and wanted to say that on Sunday morning, as of 8 a.m., uh, according to sleeper projections, Mario, you had a 26% chance to win that matchup against Miller. Then by 1 p.m., uh, your win percentage dropped down to 9%. Uh, at 1, 1 13 p.m. on Sunday that you would win that matchup. So uh, the fact that you came out with the win um, stopped Miller from getting a second championship is... Uh, it's poetic, man. Um, and then also on Miller's side, like the late scratch to Zeke, like, I don't know if Zeke would have had the game Tony Pollard would have had, and that would have made mm-hmm. things extremely interesting for y'all's matchup. Um, but that's something to call out there is, you know, Miller had to, you know, do- dig deep into his bench to, you know, pull out and start, uh, Peyton Barber who did have a touchdown. Like what kind of yeah, luck is dude. that? Some like, bullshit what, touchdown. What kind of luck is that? Bullshit touchdown. Don't even get me started. Yeah, Mario I don't want to go too long. That. <laughs> I don't want to go too long on my personal feelings about every player because I, I feel like it'll be uh, people lose interest in it. But I could literally go through, if anyone cared to listen to it, every single player and tell you what I'm angry about with these. But again, you know, I'm sure Miller could do the same. But Peyton Barber is a player that I dropped a few days ago because I had zero fear whatsoever that anyone would play him. And if they did, that I would fear him. The man had four carries for five yards. And of course, one of those was a one-yard touchdown giving him six and a half points. And honestly, the moment he scored that, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm done. Like, I'm not going to get the points that I need to do that. Luckily, my man, A.J. Brown, caught a little slant pass to match the touchdown and offset it. But Jesus Christ, it came down to Tyreek Hill and um, uh, Travis Kelsey, the two number ones at their position. And I was up by like 10. And I had Nick Chubb going later in the evening, and so I just needed the, the bleeding to be so little that Nick Chubb could offset it, which, you know, Chubb is usually good for double digits. But as Will pointed out, nine carries for 21 yards in the first half, and it's like I was just giving him the ojo. Like, anytime I was looking, oh, it man. just wasn't it wasn't <laughs> happening. Um, 
so as it stood, I think I needed six points from him, which he's done every single game he's played except for two. And one of those, he got hurt. So it seemed like a, a slam dunk. And then suddenly the first half ended and it wasn't, it wasn't happening. And it really came down to one carry. If he didn't score on that one carry, it, w- it wasn't going to happen. But um, one other thing of note to point out, uh, Miller, he pulled out all the stops. Good game, man. Good luck in the championship, blah, 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 oh, before Nick Chubb had gone. Mm-hmm. And he texts me. I like. I saw six messages come in from him. And I'm like, I know what these are. I'm not going to look at it. I'm not going to look at it. So I uh, I didn't want to give him the power over that. And um, I actually did rebuttal because after the nine for 21, I saw the way it was going. Uh, I jumped into the chat and told Miller, uh, congrats on your curse bullshit. Whatever you're doing over there working, I hope whatever child you sacrificed was worth it. <laughs> so, um Maybe that helped to offset. Michelle actually was next to me watching the games and I'm not overtly superstitious uh, in a lot of situations, but when I feel powerless, I do. So I was changing the way I was sitting. I was putting a hoodie on and off and she's like, I've never seen you do any of this for, for anything. <laughs> I guess cause I don't have control, Michelle. I need to feel like I do. <laughs> um, so that was me. And the last thing that I'll point out what Miller said coming into this game he said, I regret the Nick Chubb trade uh, over all of my trades this year. There's only one I regret. And the Nick Chubb trade was that I received Nick Chubb from Miller and in turn gave him Amari Cooper. And this week they faced off. I also gave him a first round pick. But in this week they faced off against each other. Uh, Nick Chubb gave me the winning points at 12.6. Amari Cooper, 0.3 points in his starting lineup. So Amari Cooper is now my new favorite Dallas Cowboy. I feel like I need to... Uh, Shake that man's hand. You're getting something nice for Christmas. Dude, Miller should regret the Zeke Elliott trade out of all trades because he went and did everything he could to try to get that 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 uh, two-time champ uh, this year, and it didn't happen. I don't blame him, man. I, I did the same. Like I, I made the move for Chubb preseason because I thought I needed um, another number one running back, and I also made the move for Andrews, and Andrews also scored this week, and in a game where I won by less than six points, um, his his twelve point six was a big deal. Um, it's just not in the cards, man. When when Miller made that trade, uh, Zeke had scored double digits every single week, and um, I keep meaning to bring up the stat, and I don't have it in front of me, but he has done uh, significantly worse than that since yeah. then. Michelle, Michelle, with the big time kiss of death on him, Damn. but even though he's got a lot of tread on the tires, uh, to just sort of put a button on this one and on your matchup, Jose. I sort of feel like uh, Warwick and I have a rare opportunity here. I know I've got a good team, um, but you guys finished first and second without, for your team, Jose, you're about to add Saquon Barkley and George Kittle back to your starting lineup. And on Miller's side, he's about to get Zeke back with uh, Dak Prescott, so you assume, and probably a better offensive line, so you assume his situation is going to get better. And Christian McCaffrey, far and away the best running back. So, you guys already finished one and two and you're about to get even better. So uh, Warwick and I, one of us better cash in now because uh, it's not going to get any easier next season. That's right. Cause I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll talk about you in a second. Will. <laughs> Sit tight, bud. We're talking about the good teams right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> Are you part of that? Conversation. I'm right there, dude. Oh, okay, that's right. Find <laughs> a sea island. in his pretend bracket, he's about to win the Fantasy Island Castro going to the championship. If your stupid cousin would just pay attention, he wouldn't have started Cole Beasley in his right mind. 
He did it. Yeah, I respect to it. your credit in your game, Castro. That didn't really matter. There was no bearing on it. You did get to play Greg for a third time, and you finally <laughs> vanquished. Finally vanquished your arch enemy. I wrecked uh, him. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Twenty points for you now, huh? <laughs> Good job, dude. Greg did it on purpose. When it doesn't matter, I respect <laughs> it. Um, all right, I, uh, I've said enough about my matchup. But, yeah, just, uh, again, before anyone uh, writes the obituary, Jose, for either you or for Miller, you guys certainly aren't going anywhere. You're about to get um, top 10 picks each. Uh, now that 11 and 12 are out of the question, and you're getting you're each getting back number ones at their respective positions. So, um, so yeah, I uh, would really like to win this one this year because it's, it's not going to get easier uh, anytime soon. Agreed. All right, next on the docket, uh, loser's bracket side of thing. William, Isaac said he wasn't concerned, and he proved uh, (sighs) correct in that feeling. (laughs) Uh, He faced off against you, Isaac, 106.8, William, 75.5. Isaac removes himself from toilet bowl flush consideration and leaves you as one of the last two teams left standing on the toilet seat. Uh, <laughs> what do you have to say for yourself? It was a bad week, but I'm okay with it. I, I told you guys, I think I'm the only person that can say that has won back-to-back championships two times and going to the toilet bowl back-to-back. This is a good sign. Uh, back to back, back to back things. I'm gonna be Again. right back onto the win next year, so I'll, I'll be all right. William, don't act like you're not going straight back to the toilet bowl next year. I'm not. <laughs> you're gonna set a record for the most consistent, perfect attendance toilet bowl. Yeah, dude. What do you know about attendance? <laughs> I know you like to be there. <laughs> uh, Will, you you you, re- you really think you're it that like. You going back to back champs and then back to back toilet bowls, like yeah, you think I'm breaking it's a the curse. swing. You think it's a swing in the right direction, so that yes. next year you'll be back in the playoffs or somewhere near the top. Yep, yep, breaking the curse, dude. You really believe that? I'm breaking the curse. <laughs> Would you be willing to put some money on that? Uh, ask me after Christmas, because right no, now I'm <laughs> asking you right now. <laughs> it's like I need to see how much Christmas money I get before I start betting. <laughs> Can, can, can we just real quick point out too? William has this imaginary he's going to swing back to the top idea in his head, mm-hmm. but he doesn't even have a legitimate first round pick anymore. It, at best, his first round pick for this coming year is going to be pick eleven. That's that's the best scenario. His original pick right. he traded mm-hmm. off because he thought that he was going to be better than Warwick. <laughs> Will be number eight, and and was completely wrong about that. So. I just don't to, see how you're going to turn it around. Like, what? What do you? What, what's well, your plan? I have a plan, dude. I just can't <laughs> share it with you. <laughs> I just, <laughs> so you don't have a plan. It's five years in the making, dude. You wouldn't understand. Yeah, you wouldn't understand. <laughs> Next year is finally the year. Uh, you should have never traded Patrick Mahomes. That was that's uh, a year, surely. I'm okay. But with actually, that. we figured it out too that that trade actually now it's either going to be mm-hmm. pick eleven or twelve, and Philip Lindsay was a trade. Virtually for uh, yeah. for Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, Melvin Gordon needs to get out of Denver. I don't know what the fuck he's doing there. <laughs> I don't think that's going to solve your problems. Yeah, it will. It'll solve some yeah. of my problems. 
not all to, of it. To clarify what Castro's uh, referring to with this, I traded Chris Carson to William at the start of the year. He had two first round picks. One belonged to him. One belonged to Warwick. And I really believed that he was going to give me Warwick's. And I was like, which one do you want to do? He goes, you pick. I go, I pick. And he goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I looked at, I looked at uh, Warwick's team at the time. And it was funny now because he's in the finals. And I was like, yeah, I could see, you know, he probably, he might miss the playoffs and I could see this team like not doing so hot. And then I looked at Will's team and I was like, oh, there's no question. I would, I need to pick Will. So he's not going to miss that. <laughs> so William gave me his pick, obviously with Warwick in the finals. Um, we do reverse order of standings for the, uh, the final four playoff teams. So even if, if Warwick wins, uh, he'll have the 12th pick, the last pick of the first round. And if he loses, he'll have the 11th. So will yeah, best, you will have the 11th pick. Meanwhile, your pick, even if you, uh, lose me a ball in this lottery, like you're like you might do <laughs> next week against Michelle, uh, has pretty good odds of being a top five pick. Um, so I'm going to call you. it, I'm going to call it's going to be a first, the first pick overall. Oh, and, uh, he just jinxed it for you, Mario. That's gonna <laughs> yeah. Mean don't that... say that shit. You also called Fonz as the champ. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm gonna. That call. means that that means that he traded Chris Carson for the number one overall pick, just straight <laughs> up, which is not a good trade either. And we're we're just concerned, Will. Like we just we don't see you heading in the right direction. Well, I, it's all about perspective, and <laughs> I have my perspective, <laughs> and you guys have yours, <laughs> and. I'm down here looking up. Can't get any lower than this. <laughs> so we'll see what happens yeah. in the toilet bowl. I'm uh, I'm not concerned. <laughs> my my advice my advice to you is just stop trading. I don't, don't want advice from you. I don't want advice from you. You should. Uh, what is, isn't aren't there like when when kids come into too much money too young don't they have like uh like tr trustees that they need to get approval from like two different uh, mature sources before they have access to funds yeah or like that yeah you need a payee I need a payee you need to have surrogates you need to have surrogate trade approval people <laughs> to say you should or should not do this to protect you from yourself. Right, as long as it's not Castro I'll let these these can you do that for me oh, no <laughs> I will find. <laughs> Jesus oh, is like, I'm going to have to listen to all these stupid <laughs> trades. Did you say Myra? <laughs> oh, that's Myra. That's what you, that's my default. Thanks, dude. Um, yeah, uh, Isaac, Isaac lit you up pretty good. Uh, the biggest one, Brian yeah. Tannehill with 37 yeah, points. Yeah, the fucking guy um, went off. He did. He did. Calvin Ridley, 22. Brandon Ayuk, uh, 9 for 73 and a touchdown. And, um... Those guys pretty much alone were enough to do it. Uh, your boy Koo put up 11 again. Pretty solid. Eric Ebron got hurt. Richie James, uh, four catches for 56 and a fumble. Yeah, you just, the only boy that really showed up was uh, DeAndre Swift. So bright future for uh, for him. Looks like uh, the best thing that could have happened to you with, with Swift was uh, stupid Matt Patricia getting canned because he comes from that Belichick line where they like to have seven running backs and split the carries all the time. Yeah, hopefully Peterson retires. I I, I hate interrupting you guys, but I have to say it, Will, from the bottom, deepest part of my heart. What? Listen to me when I say this. What, dude? And repeat after me. I no. will not trade DeAndre Swift. I <laughs> will plan to use DeAndre Swift as trade bait. <laughs> That's trade bait. <laughs> 
I'll give you a first round, Will, for DeAndre Swift. I don't want to trade with you, dude. <laughs> I will not trade DeAndre Swift, these, okay? I got you. He's locked in. He's locked in. Trade we're market's going to open up soon. We're going to refer back to this moment in this episode when you... Kay. When your ass trades DeAndre Swift for like a second round or something. It'll go in a to year, work again. In a month. It'll go to work again. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes for Philip Lindsay and pick 11 at best. Yeah. And Drew Brees. You got Drew Brees. Yeah, I got Drew Brees. Oh, Old, okay. man Brees. Old man Brees. Old man Brees. Excuse me. <laughs> Uh, the reason you're saying Philip Lindsay is because Warwick gave him two first round picks, one last year and one this year, and Will traded the first pick for uh, Philip Lindsay to Isaac. And Isaac, oh, we looked it up last night. Who did he take? I can't remember. Oh, Cam Akers. Yeah. Cam Akers, who that pick turned into. Um, anyway, yeah, William, uh, pretty straightforward on this one. Isaac, uh, he, he has a better team. Like, he's got probably a decent shot at the playoffs if uh, Cam Akers and Hawkinson. And James Robinson and Eckler can all um, take a step forward next year. Not to mention he's going to have a pretty high pick because he's got the second best odds of uh, winning the lottery. So um, better days ahead for Isaac. His team came on, but just a little bit too late in the year. But sometimes it's worth uh, having a bad year for for a top draft pick. Thank and, you, Isaac, uh, for beating me. We'll see, what, we'll see what he adds to his team next year. So, William, you move on to face cover our next game it was justin v michelle uh loser was going to move on to face you um <laughs> michelle was telling me that she tried to like trash talk justin she was just saying no oh, i'm gonna wreck you this week blah blah blah, and all kinds of texts and he would just send back like lol like he wouldn't engage oh. whatsoever <laughs> not even entertain he not even entertaining concerned. anything yeah just uh and Proved to not really have much need to be. He ends up winning 100 to 80, uh, a couple decimals in there. But, uh, yeah, Lamar Jackson came on late. We talked about Josh Jacobs putting up 17. Um, and then Corey Davis, you were questioning Corey Davis, William, and um, yeah. he had four for 110 and a touchdown. A lot of it coming on one long pass that I was really upset didn't go to Fucking guy. A.J. Brown. But, yeah, 100 points was enough. Uh, Michelle put up 80, which is her highest total in quite a while. Um, she actually got some good output, Jeff Wilson. Uh, with 12 and JD McKissick with 16. Uh, Jared Goff had an off day and uh, Chase Claypool has been kind of disappointing lately. Um, yeah, Jarvis Landry with 12, her kicker with 10. Um, she she put up 80 and may want to consider starting Baker Mayfield next year, uh, sorry, next week. But if uh, you get the chance, uh, don't let her down when it comes to trash talking this week because uh, the loser. Of you two is going to get that toilet bowl trophy that we just found. It's already in the house next to her room, so don't make me have to move it. <laughs> Wait, there's a trophy? Oh, man, you haven't Oh, listened. you weren't here. Ugh. I was not here. I haven't listened either to the last episode. Well, go back and listen. But Yeah, uh, this is this is how committed Castro is, guys. Fucking <laughs> idiot. I was in Mexico, dude. Where are you at Did now? I'm- we have a bunch of Mexico listeners now. Oh, okay. We, gotta, we, need a, we need a translation for everything. <laughs> I just want to say real quick, Michelle, bring it. Bring all the heat. Bring all your players, your good players, out of the taxi quad. I don't care. Bring it. Bring the trash talk. I'm ready. Bring it. What I do like is, even though you don't have your pick that you're gambling with, um, 
that there's such that people want to avoid being like the butt of the joke and with the worst team of the season so much that you actually, I do believe you actually want to beat her. And, um, Castro, just to quickly recap, when Fonz moved out this week, he found a toilet bowl trophy in his room and he's just been keeping it there. I like, we think we bought it for the old standard league, but we honestly forgot it existed and he's just had it in his room, which would explain his bad luck. Um, so now that we know it's there, he said, here, Michelle, I'm going to leave this here for you. And she's like, get that shit out of here. So, <laughs> Yeah, I told my brother about that. And he reminded me that um, actually Josh, when he was in our league, I guess at one point, that they found it at the Bijou. It was just there, like in the closet, just with, hmm. I don't know, a bunch of other trash. <laughs> and uh, so Josh took it. And uh, yeah, that's that's how it got there. Does this does this trophy have space to where we could put names on it? Because I would love to put the names of every toilet bowl person <laughs> on this trophy as it gets passed uh, around. We're gonna use a label maker for it, dude. It's perfect. Label yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, just do it. <laughs> yeah, let's spend yeah. money on the losers. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Go I'm back and listen to the last episode, and you would have known that. Stupid idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Catching uh, up right now. <laughs> so you will face off against Michelle uh, next week in the um, toilet bowl, the official toilet bowl. The winner last year was Greg, Greg. right? So you figured Sounds out. about right. <laughs> he, he came back the to guy that you knocked Castro out, out of the playoffs. playoffs. <laughs> Maybe out of the championship, because as we as Castro pointed out, he's keeping tabs on, on his what-if bracket, and uh, he wow. would be in the finals right now if he had beaten Greg even once. Or, you know... You want to go way back if Andy Dalton doesn't throw that touchdown to Amari Cooper late in that game. Yeah, that's when he wants to fuck the Cowboys, man. <laughs> fuck me every time. It was against the Cowboys that I lost, too. <laughs> but yeah. All right. Um, yeah, so Justin, he has removed himself from the bracket. He His lottery odds are safe. Uh, I forget where. He finished like eighth, so he's going to have three or four balls in the lottery. I forget. Uh, we haven't decided on an actual lottery date, but Castro did just mention that um, the trades will open back up probably uh, probably almost immediately after the championship gets wrapped. We'll probably let you know waivers clear one more time, and we need to go over what the the taxi thing is going to look like in the off season. So I don't I don't want anyone to go rushing to drop players right away because um, we'll outline maybe just do a quick like five minute episode that we can release for people to just refer to so they don't have to listen to a whole hour, but. I feel like any clarification on that just needs to be spoken because I can type all day and I feel like people just drown it out. So maybe uh, auditory reception would be better when it comes to that stuff. It wouldn't be five minutes telling, calling it right now. <laughs> it took me five <laughs> minutes just to exp- like say that I was going to talk about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, uh, maybe a, maybe just a brief episode, maybe uh, 15 or so. And uh, we can have you guys on as the special guest uh, question askers for clarification. Because, Will, you're like my you're my you're my test dummy. So any point of failure that can happen, <laughs> you will uh, you will think of it. <laughs> I'm, I'm your what? I'll take it. That's the best compliment he's got this whole season. <laughs> you listen to the episode and then you can talk. All right, we're not <laughs> shut up. Quiet. <laughs> Um, all right, that wraps up the recap of our four games. Uh, we were going to try to squeeze in a preview of the championship and toilet bowl matchups, but 
uh, waivers haven't processed and final injury and COVID news hasn't processed. So um, we're not going to do it just yet. As we mentioned, there's ready games on Friday and Saturday. I honestly don't know that we'll be able to get it in, but we will try. Um, in the meantime, it occurred to me that we've gone through and started at, and asked all of our guests how they felt about, uh, you know, the league and certain rule changes and things like that. Um, and like I said, it occurred to me that I haven't asked uh, myself or, or any of you guys for that matter. So uh, we'll knock them out one at a time. Castro, I was going to let you do the honors today since we don't know what country you'll be in by next week. <laughs> uh, so your chance to talk about the overall state status. Uh, I know you were left out on the rule change of the sixth seed this year. And um, any other changes you might want to see happen down the line or, um, you know, maybe get voted on in the near future. Yeah, um, I actually really, I really, really love our league, and I actually brag about it to everyone I meet that like is in slightly into fantasy football. Like, nice. I just, I just, I immediately jump into like, oh, I'm in this dynasty league, and let me tell you about it. And I start <laughs> telling them about like all the features we do and stuff. So, um, I'm, I'm happy with the overall like league. If I had the only rule change that I would want, and uh, I'm pretty sure you guys know where I'm going with, where I'm going. Uh, is the extra flex spot <laughs> and i have the biggest reason i have the biggest want for that because <laughs> i always have players on my bench who are just going off and i can't like it's so hard to sit deandre hopkins over terry mclaurin or dj chark but there are weeks where T dj chark terry mclaurin could put up 20 points themselves and usually hop goes for like maybe five of those weeks it just always happens so I'm, I really want that. I really hope we vote for that this offseason. I hope it comes through this uh, next season where we have the extra flex spot. I know a couple of people that don't like it and don't want it. Uh, <laughs> I won't say their names. Let's just say their team doesn't have that much depth. Say it, so. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I obviously don't have to now. But <laughs> I don't know how I feel about it, dude, so continue. So, yeah, that's that's the biggest rule change I want. Uh, I know we've talked different rules and heard out different of the league members, and PPR has come out a couple times, too. Uh, mm. It would take a lot to convince me. I think Mario made a, a decent point at one one time to do PPR, but I think there would just be... There'd be too much... There'd be too much of a drastic change in value of players for mm. me to want to, like, just jump into it midway through a Dynasty League. So I, I think I'd be against that one like rule other than that i don't i don't really find anything else the uh the sixth seed like i wasn't upset like obviously i would have been six i would have been in the playoffs i would have lost first round anyways would have been mm -hmm. nice to be in playoffs but i like the fact that uh, the person with the most points gets that spot versus mm -hmm. the record i still i'm not upset about that at all like i actually I, I love that rule because it does take out some of the flukiness of fantasy football and Jeez. actually like puts the team that deserves to be there in playoffs in playoffs so, but yeah. Uh, to unpack your flex spot uh, just a little bit, and I do kind of want to talk it out with Will because it sounds like um, he's on the fence, like he hasn't really uh, thought in depth about pros and cons of it or anything like that. So maybe we can talk it out a little bit for anyone who might listen or want to have the discussion in the off season. And what I'll probably do is go back and recap. Uh, so I know Justin brought up uh, like a quarter point PPR uh, you obviously brought up the extra flex spot, uh, work brought out nixing kickers and defenses. And so I'll probably make a poll, uh, bringing up all these things and then just get a, a league gauge on just 
how interested would you be in this getting implemented and just do a um, open to it? Absolutely yes or absolutely no. So uh, we can kind of get a feel. And like I said, the personal preference aside, whatever is going to keep a majority of the league happy, and I'm kind of thinking like eight out of 12, like maybe two thirds instead of half, whatever is going to keep a majority of the league happy with it. Like I'm, I'm not super opposed to it. There's little things like, I've brought up that Jose's uh, uh, in-depth tracking and history of like all-time points scored and best offenses and things like that. That would obviously get changed uh, if suddenly we're starting an extra, you know, running back or wide receiver every week, or if suddenly every point that somebody, every ball that somebody catches is worth a quarter point more. So the records would get, it'd be like a oh best, it'd be like ESPN, you know. Most points uh, since the merger, like since the implementation of PPR, like excluding the first six years. So I I empathize with Jose a little bit on that because it would it would sort of alter the history books in that way. But um, that's true for anything that changes. Like, I guess adding two extra teams changes that a little bit, too. And we kind of rolled with it and and kept going. Um, but back to what I was going to say, if we did implement the extra flex, would it just in your mind, would it just be the uh, additional flex and no other changes? Or would you want to potentially see like kickers and defenses get nixed in place of them? Yeah, I don't believe that uh, losing the defenses and kickers would be a good idea. I just personally for me, I think it's fun. Like I actually like looking into like the defensive players and stuff and like kicker trends and like all that stuff. So it adds a level of like that management, like that real like ownership that we're all like seeking for in fantasy football so like i like to look at <laughs> the defensive prospects who coming out of college and they're like oh this guy got out of this defense it's gonna be crazy next year so like for chase young with washington's defense like they had a great d-line coming yep. uh, from last year and now they have chase young and it was obviously it was it's a monster and i think it's still just gonna get better so i personally like that i rather have the extra flex still uh, and again, my argument only for the extra flex is because we, it would bring value to those players because our, our, our waivers and uh, if you go in there, there's not much, there's not much to pick from, from those players. But if you mm. really like just want to shoot for something like it really gives, it gives you that chance to like, just take a shot on these like weirder names like Ito Smith and like Ty Johnson, mm. who I picked up or Alfred Moore sometimes. And you could slip them in there without having to really make a choice of losing another guy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, William, what are your thoughts on it? I don't know. I, I think I'm still in the process mode, man. I am not neither leaning towards one way or the other. I can say at the beginning of the season, I was all about like not doing it. Now I'm mm-hmm. like, man, you know, I could see some. It, it would just make it fun, more fun, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel, but. Also, I do feel for D's on the, on the stats part. But um, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't have an answer. I'm either, I'm, I'm, I would consider it. But uh, we need to get motivated to do so or not to do so. Jose, what do you, uh, what do you think? Uh, don't be worried about me. I, I, I could do this shit all day. Um, oh. it's, fun. It's, it's, it's fun for me. Um, it gives me a little bit of joy. Um, I can do this all day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to, to to look deep into the numbers, and then of course you know look back at our history and some of that stuff. So that 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 that's fun for me. So I, I wouldn't be worried about that. Um, 
I am leaning towards like being in favor of the extra flex spot, but I feel like um, I would be very like I'd want to hear what uh, Justin and Scott like how where their vote would land, and I almost feel like if we were to put it to a vote, not saying this should be the case, but I almost I would almost like weigh their vote like twice, like double, just because they have the least advantage when it comes to like building that roster. Like we, like we've been in this for five years, five, six years now, and they only have two years under their belt. So, um, you know, I feel like we've just had more time to kind of sit on players and like, yes, they, we want to keep them year over year. Whereas they came in as a, as a, you know, expansion teams picking off from the, you know, the non-lock players from our teams and, um, maybe two years, like, I'm going to sound like a coach, like two years into the system, it, <laughs> it, 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 it's okay now. Like last year, absolutely not. I, I don't think I would have considered it, but I am leaning towards that way. I think I do think it'd be an extra element. Definitely against the PPR, um, at least not like half point or full point. Maybe I could understand a quarter point uh, uh, PPR, but then again, I, I like the votes, like it'd have to be like well into the majority for that to get approved. I just feel like PPR, that should be a separate league. And we've kind of built the last five years, six years, around a standard way of scoring. We should keep it that way. Um, that's all I'll say. I do love this league. I love everything about it. Um, the only maybe other rule change I would I would want to consider, um, it's speaking like not as co-commissioner, but just as, as, as like another owner in the league is like the second pay, second place payout. I would I would look in I would want to look into that like increasing that amount. Not by much, maybe if it was even like 50 bucks, just because I feel like mm-hmm. second place like it, it it should be more it should be recognized to get a little bit more money than just double up from what they put in um there's mm-hmm. just so much of a gap between first place and second place when rightfully so you win it all like you take all the take all the credit right take the belt take the money but i just felt like second place there should be a call out and obviously i'm not getting second place this year so i'm not trying to make a case for myself <laughs> uh-huh. or anything but um uh-huh. just i just think it's it should be up for discussion maybe to increase it like no more than 50 bucks 75 cool. bucks maybe but would you want a medal? That's what I would say. We don't promote failure in this league. If you <laughs> fail to win it, you shouldn't be rewarded any more than you have to. Yeah, Caster, I, 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 I didn't. Sorry, I should have. I didn't. I didn't think to consider what you, what you, uh, your, your opinion. You haven't placed top three in the last. <laughs> Um, so you wouldn't be entitled to any of this money. I'm just. I'm speaking for all the other people who made it. Play it, play um, it Mario. Take that for data. So. <laughs> Take that for data. <laughs> I'm just saying, Woo. I'm done with the mercy in this league. The the expansion <laughs> oh, teams, everyone, okay. everyone seems to be caught up now. We have Warwick in the championship round. Uh, who was it? Um, Scott made it to playoffs. That that was your just problem. Every, you were taking it. Caught up. You were taking it easy on us. Oh, thank you, Castro. I mean, thank I you. could take it easy on you all day. You just thank hurt yourself. you. I had had nothing to do with your Patrick Mahone trade and Chris Carson trade. Thank you so much for showing everyone mercy. Guys, we are a well-oiled machine when we have all four present on this this show. So this this is good stuff. This is good content. Yeah, we almost we almost lost William at the start of the show. I don't want to derail too much because our target was an hour and we're 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 already over Uh, that. But just to just to respond. to each of those things. And William, I, I didn't ask you about a rule change, so have one in your mind um, if you have anything you want to say before we wrap this up. Mm. But um, um, as far as the flex spot goes, um, I, as a, as a top four team or, you know, top two team this year um, with 
players on my bench. Obviously, I was sweating Miles Sanders, J.K. Dobbins. I would have loved to have not had to stress at all and just play them both. Um, not everyone has as you know has two top fifteen options that they can throw in, and I think particularly uh, about the expansion teams. I think even about our boy William here and uh, and your cousin Isaac, who <laughs> don't have that much depth, and I fear it's going to it's going to make the gap. Uh, the talent gap between the top half and the bottom half of the league even wider and in turn um, grow disinterest between, you know, the top four teams and and everyone else. I don't want it to be, you know, college football where the same four fucking teams are the only ones in the playoffs every single year. So I I worry about it from just a power balance perspective. And, you know, as agonized as I was to have to choose between those two and I had bad dreams about it and I had you guys all stress me out. That's part of it. The stress is part of it. Whether or not you do the right thing is just—it's the game we've chosen. And sure, like to make life easier on me, add an extra one. Yeah, great. I have the depth. It'll benefit me, but I worry about—I worry about the hurt it could do to the lower half teams because the hope is to have parity. I don't want it to be college football. I want it to be pro football, where a team can go from worst to first pretty quickly. Like I think Isaac, even though he finished eleventh, I think he could actually. Uh, placed in the playoffs next year because he's got some young talent that popped off at the right time. And I, I like that aspect of it. Yeah, me and, too. Uh, Thank I you, fear Austin that Hebert. having the extra, yeah. <laughs> I fear <laughs> <Wrong>. <laughs> that having that extra flex spot, as much as it would benefit me personally, I fear that it would hurt the, uh, uh, the lower half of the league too much. So that's my concern on it. Uh, PPR we'll save for Michelle cause she'll be here for a, a longer talk on that um i've i've stated my stance on it although you know, i'm kind of on the fence i i don't buy the argument that um uh, uh difficulty of your play should weigh into it at all because we don't give bonuses for 50 yard touchdown rushes or passes or anything so i don't think how difficult a catch was should reward because for every hard catch there's a really simple dump off catch so um i don't buy that but in sort of in a way of balancing um the gap between between um, players who score a lot of touchdowns and players who catch a lot of balls, sure, add value to to Jarvis Landry's and Cole Beasley's and Austin Eckler's because they don't get in the end zone all that much, but they do catch the ball a bunch to, you know, get yardage for their team. So close the gap on guys like that a little bit. I mean, even Robbie Anderson caught a bunch of balls this year. He just, he only scored once. So it, it adds more value to players deeper in the uh, depth chart that, you know, right now touchdowns are, are really heavily skewed in our league because you get six for everyone. And if you don't score touchdowns, it's, that's just going to be a big gap there. Um, uh, the payout thing. Yeah. I'd totally be open to, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind uh caster once he has the no mercy stance, but uh, we can totally revisit that in the off season. Um, William, do you have any, uh, any rules you'd like to see? Not really, man. I, I like my role here, and it's uh, doing something that ends up uh, make, that we end up making a rule, whatever the fuck I do, uh, where I fuck up somewhere or a bad trade gone gone yeah, bad. He, he usually oh, makes wanna, rules. Yeah, I want to keep. That you want to just keep trying to break the system yeah. so that we have to like fix and it, clean All it right. up, and fix it. So I'm gonna keep doing that, and uh, right. I don't have any. Any anything in mind right now as far as like new rule changes? Uh, I'm the same way as far as like PPR. Like I don't, I said my say, but we can save for Michelle. Uh, I don't like it. I don't want to do it. I don't want any part of it. Um, 
Uh, you know, especially again, five years in, like we, there's a dynasty league. We should have done that a while back if that's what we're going to do. Um, the, a little bit more payout on second place. Uh, I don't, I gotta say, I don't agree. I gotta agree with Castro on this go. one. There I gotta you agree go. with Castro on this one. That's a man. Um, you know, you, you should be happy with getting your money back and some in second place. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's. That's just that's all I got. These I don't want to ever hear you talk like a loser like that again. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Castro. <laughs> Is that better, dude? I have a whole lot I could unload on you just looking at stats alone on your team, but I'm not going to because I don't want to scare you away. This is the first episode you've been able to make, and I don't know how long. Oh. So I'll, I'll, I'll let you have that one. Um, Bring the but yeah, stats. No, I, I, I'm just I, I was just trying to recognize second place a little bit more, but not again, not like increase it by like a hundred or two dollars, two hundred dollars, anything like that. But I, if it's up for a larger discussion and it's voted down one hundred percent, like I, I I'll go with whatever the league wants. But just something I I thought of just now. So word, uh, I will say even though Castro was zero four all time in the playoffs and missed again this year, uh, he. He puts his money where his mouth is. If it were up to him, we'd have a thousand dollar buy in every single year. Yeah, <laughs> true. Heck yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he's he's winner. He's he's go big all the time. And you know what? Two grand ain't so bad for second place. <laughs> that wouldn't be bad at all. <laughs> or is that not enough for you, D's? <laughs> we would never get that approved on a, on a larger buy in, especially not from. Most. Yeah, I don't want anyone to have to take out a loan to do the buy-in for <laughs> <laughs> um, All right, guys. Well, uh, we've definitely surpassed our, our hour crunch time. I am out of stuff to talk about. Uh, yeah, any of you guys have any more? Get it out now. Final, final, uh, uh, not recap. We'll recap the championship, I think, but this might be our last one before the finals. So say your piece. How, well, you know, Castro, just in case we're not here, you said you did want to do a pick em, So there's only two, <laughs> only two this week. Uh, we'll start with William. Uh, I, I believe in William. I think he'll, I think he'll finally end the streak here and take down Michelle. Michelle, she, she tanked too hard. She traded away all of her best pieces. There's nothing left to fight with. So taking her Jose, what you got? Yeah. Michelle's got nothing else to, to fight with, but when you think about the other side of this, Will's gotten, Almost Less. nothing. So yeah. <laughs> oh, was, okay. So I'm. I'm actually. I will take Michelle to to be Ooh. William and to William be Luke. love it. Fucking love it. Guess her. Michelle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. All day. We should. We should have given given her some credit before we started doing this and and and, and asked like, okay, let's. Is anyone gonna take William in this one? Like, nah. Like, like, we we nah. doing for Michelle's matches. Like, come on, let's be real. Let's be, let's be real. Let's see. All right, that leaves the other one. Uh, me v Warwick. I almost don't want to do this because you guys almost screwed me and all picking me against Miller and it almost ruined my week. But um, I'll start with Jose Diaz. Uh. <laughs> Again, we don't have much to work with. We don't know what projections are. We don't know which players are officially in or out. Um, so yeah, uh, it's it's, uh, it's more of a test. gut call. Yeah. <laughs> That's that's what I'm doing now. Um, yeah, uh, I'm taking Mario. You know, you you've placed second enough. I think the always a bridesmaid's curse is over. Um, I I believe in you this week, bud. And also, I'm a little still salty from 
losing to Warwick, so <laughs> I'm leading. I'm leading Mario. I will say that it occurred to me today that this is my third finals appearance in uh, four years. I appeared in 17 against Isaac. I'm sorry. In yeah, 17 against Isaac, uh, 19 against Miller, and now 2020 against Warwick. And I still don't have a ring, so this is my third. My third run at it, like you said, always the bridesmaid. And uh, sure, you know, give you know what, give second place all the extra money. Now that I think about it, so, <laughs> uh, Castro, your your uninformed pick here. You're not fully informed pick here. First, I'm gonna say I'm gonna give Mario respect because he's allowing us to pick him. You know, I probably wouldn't want you guys to pick this match before the match. <laughs> of course, you wouldn't. You had yeah. under a rock. Run away. <laughs> but. Our 2020 Flash Dynasty champion will be Mario. Oh, oh dude, you cursed Bonds. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> oh, shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's all the worst. And the show ends. <laughs> I, I was gonna, I'm going to say you, man. I'm going to say you. I think yes. Warwick had his best week. Um, I don't think it's going to happen next week. I think it would be very interesting to have the toilet bowl as your roommate and the championship <laughs> also, like just hand in hand. They can, you guys can look at each other under the same household. Yeah, under the same yeah. household. So two opposite ends of the spectrum. Hey, yeah, that would definitely fit the narrative. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'm back and forth. I've been hearing the news. Cam Akers is injured, so uh, Warwick's going to get a starter with uh, Daryl Henderson all of a sudden. Ronald Jones, I heard today, it seems like might still be out with the COVID. Um, if Miles Gaskin is also out, that means he has a starter in Ahmed. He's got a great matchup with that running back, so I'm nervous there because the Raiders' defense can't stop shit. Um, uh, and, yeah, my matchups are not great. Again, I've been saying it for three weeks, but it's been true for three weeks. I have not had the best playoff matchups. I've just been very fortunate that the big names have still shown up, and hopefully they can do it again. But, yeah. Either way, I, either I'm going to wear silver for the third time in four years or it'll finally be over and I get to order a ring for myself instead of somebody else for the first time. Mm. That would be nice. We'll see. It would be nice. We will see. But, uh, yeah, let's for reals uh, actually get out of here this time. Uh, any any closing words for you guys? Good luck, guys. Good luck to everyone, yeah. Suck a fat Best one, William. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. well then for the Joses uh, and myself we don't know when we'll be, we will be back but um, if I have any courage maybe we can do a live episode in San Antonio or something like that but <laughs> we'll talk about it no promises uh, so we'll talk to y'all um, soon I'm sure uh, William bring it Michelle Big Willie signing out later see ya later.